that God mess him up, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How true the song is tonight. God's been so good to us. Individually yet, but collectively. God's been good to us as an individual. But he's been good to this church tonight. His ministering touch and allowing his spirit to visit us and to move upon us. And how often allow his spirit to move into our services. And maybe sometimes we've done it all just right and he showed up and but there's also been times when we didn't do it all so just right. But he showed up anyway. Showed up to touch us, to love us, and shows that he cares about us. When you love somebody, you don't always have to have an invitation to go see them. When you love somebody, even their welcome may not be as friendly as it is at other times. But it didn't stop you from coming back. It didn't stop you from wanting to be in their presence and to have conversation. In fact, if a few days go by and it's been a normal custom to talk to them on a regular basis, you'll start calling. Or you'll knock on their door. You'll pay them a visit. I believe we're having a visitation from the Lord in this house tonight. God's come to give us a visit and to talk to us in this place tonight. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord tonight. Coming to worship Him and to feel after His touch and His will. I appreciate your church and the the energy that you have already put into this service tonight. These are worth and vessels. As maybe they're not what we'd like for them to be. But you brought them and you worshipped and you shouted and you cried and you screamed and done everything in your power. And God showed up. And God's done some great things here tonight. Appreciate the singers and what a beautiful job they've done here tonight. Help set the stage in this house. Praise God. I never take them lightly. You know, I thank God for them. They give their time, their talents. Amen. They don't receive a red cent per se, a check. Maybe one day we get big enough we can pay all of them. Just remember, if we pay you, we can fire you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. We can demand more things if we pay you. I'm not even going to look to my left. I'm just going to keep on going here. Hallelujah. She gets paid. She just don't know it. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I still got the mic. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, God pays us, I promise you. God's not going to owe nobody. Anybody that puts investment into his kingdom, whatever the talent, skills, abilities it might be, I promise you, God's going to bless you. Amen. Got your Bibles, Zechariah 9, 9, and 12 tonight. 
This thought came to me a few days ago. But it's been a busy week for me. I'm going to say this not looking for excuses. But I don't know if I prayed and sought the face of God more than I did for that funeral yesterday. Because I knew immediately God had impressed me and almost, and I didn't tell them all of this, propelled me to do what I could to prepare to say some things to some ages from 14 to about 20. I was going to look at a situation and feel hopeless and, and feel in that situation as maybe their friend and classmate and brother of just 18 years of age had been snatched out of this world. Especially after a week of life of you and I and many, many, many others had sought the hand of God and the mercy of God to raise him up out of that bed. And I'm going to tell you something. I believed it until there was no more left in him. And there's no other way to approach that but like that. Because we know that our God can do it. But if he doesn't, it's his business. And I preached on that a little bit yesterday for them. God oughtn't always work things out. In the time that we want him to. And the way that he, we want him to. But I can promise you one thing. If you'll just go ahead and anchor and settle some things. As we done sung about in this house tonight, I'm going to give you all the praises every day of my life. I'm going to give them to you, Lord. I belong to you. I'm your servant. I'm going to bear the cross. I'm going to run the race. I'm going to fight the fight. I'm going to be who and what you want me to be. But tonight, I felt, as I said earlier, this week, maybe the latter part of last week, this thought. Looked up the word pit. It's some 88 times in your King James Version. 88 times the word pit. So if you look at this scripture tonight, and I won't keep you standing long. You've been, you've been, you put out a lot already. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, which salvation is another term for deliverance. They can be interchangeable. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon the coat of the foal or the foal of an ass. I will cut off the chariots of Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off. Now this hadn't happened yet. That part of the scripture here has not fulfilled yet. He shall speak peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from sea even to sea. And from river even to the ends of the earth. What I'm talking about hadn't been fulfilled unto the Israelites. Unto Jerusalem. Okay. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, 
I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Tonight, with the help of God, and I promise you, with the help of God, I want to preach a little thought, and it may just be the 15 minutes since I helped you so long this morning. We'll let God decide that. Huh. That's right, we're not. If we can't have a little fun, then there's something wrong with us. Hmm. Overcoming the pit. Over. Coming the pit. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. God, you're so faithful. You're so mindful. And you're so mighty in this house tonight. You know each and every one of us. You know our conditions. You know the pits that we're in or going to face or have been in. All different types of pits. Some God that's been by the enemy's hand. Others by our own doings. And some for even the gospel's sake. But God, tonight we know without a waver and a doubt. That through our Lord Jesus Christ. We find deliverance out of every one of them. As we cry out and call on your name. As we put our trust and confidence in the powers of your compassion. And the powers of your mercy. God, you anoint this earthen vessel this, this tonight to bring forth your word. Not mine, but your word. And it could find its place and it would find its mark into every vessel in this house tonight. And God, the liberating powers to liberate and set free and bring us onto the plateau and to the realms in the spiritual realms tonight. That all the glory and praise and honor be lifted to you and to you alone because you are the savior of the world. You are the bishop of our souls. You are the great shepherd that will lead us and guide us through the desert times. You'll lead and guide us, God, to the steel waters and to the green pastures. It's you that's going to come back and get us. It's you that we're going to meet in the clouds. It's you that we're going to spend forever in the presence of through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ tonight. I give all the glory and praise and honor to you in this house. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. I hope I didn't mess the sound. I, I, I circled that. Meant to tell y'all that was going to be. I hope that worked out. Um, but we're going to look at some scriptures tonight. As always. But as we look at this. It's really the key for you and I tonight. Is. In some sense, in some ways, we're far more blessed than the Israelites. When you begin to talk about in the spiritual realm, and you begin to talk about us as the bride, as you begin to talk about us as the seed that fills the sky, the stars of Abraham's seed, the father of faith, and 
Yes, it's going to be the time that he's going to restore Israel. All of Israel is going to be saved. And there's promises. And in that covenant, in that blood covenant in the Old Testament, as they use lambs and bulls and things of this nature, all of it pointing to that Messiah. But when the Messiah showed up, they rejected him. They didn't believe in him. But let's don't, let's don't beat them up too bad. Because there was a purpose, amen, in that, in that veil that was put over them. Because God was coming manifested in the flesh to purchase more than just the Israelites. Amen. He was coming. I mentioned to you this morning in the Sunday school class. And another thought I believe that God put into my spirit. Amen. It's room for dogs. That dogs is none other but the Gentile. And this Gentile multitude has not been numbered. It was a number and a multitude that could not be numbered. That's a reason that you and I can't decide who's going to get in or who's not going to get in. We don't know who's going to be resurrected. We don't know. We finish up this lesson tonight. It's going to be dealing with the pit of the grave. Amen. That's the final pit. Amen. But everybody that dies in faith, that pit is not going to hold them. That pit is not going to win the victory. That pit, amen, is not going to, amen, be able to hold them captive. No more than he was able to hold captive our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, even though I brought, amen, the, the, the focus of scriptures, amen, from this particular area, I'm telling you because we do believe in the Messiah, because we do believe in the power and the authority that's been invested in the name of Jesus Christ, because we believe in all power in heaven and in earth. My God's not just a heavenly God. My God's not a God that's just a million miles away. But the Bible said he has a power and authority also on this earth. Where you and I are dining. Where you and I are living. Where you and I walk upon this earth. He has all the power and the authority. I honestly believe that way too much is given to the devil. Too much credit. It's probably times that he gets a lot of blame that he really wasn't him. You can be seated. Praise God. Because when you look and you talk about lust and you talk about enticement. and Man drawn away by that. and So we're responsible. There's a certain amount of responsibility on us. and Make it not provision for the flesh. Especially. Now again. Remember these writings are individuals. That's been introduced to truth. They know what it is to be baptized in Jesus name. They know what it is to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. They know how to to win this race. They know who's going to help them. They're not blinded. They're not deceived. Now they can be beguiled. Paul himself told a man his partner Silas. I can't remember, I think it made a silence at this point in time now. Amen. About 14 years later, let's go back and visit the church. In, ch- in, case, in case they had been beguiled as Eve was in the garden. And so we got to be vigilant and we got to be sober and we got to take note of what's going on around us. This is the very things, amen, it helps keeps us out of the pits. But the pits, and I'm not going to preach about them all tonight, it'd be impossible. Amen. But, but there's some pits, some pits that we create, some pits, amen, that we, that, that we dig out. Proverbs talks about it, other places talk about it, amen, that we dig out. It talks about the pits of the wicked and things of that nature. And then, then there's pits, amen, that I'm, I'm going to focus. 
focus on as much tonight, amen, of life. And then there's the pits, amen, of, of what may be brought our way that others, others may throw us in the pit. Amen. Some of this sometimes is out of jealousy and envy and strife. And they're working against God. And they're working against the purpose of God. And so with the devil and all of his imps, he's going to try his best, amen, to stop it. He's going to try his best to stop the message. He's going to try his best to stop the power of God and the flowing out of the Holy Ghost and the purpose, amen, of a church. Hallelujah. But thank God the church is still alive tonight. Thank God the church is still marching on. Thank God we're still connected. We're plugged in. We're still on the right foundation. And God help us as we take heed how we build thereupon. And we're not interested. Amen. I'm not going to build a wall that's three, three foot outside the foundation. Amen. We're going to build walls inside the foundation. In fact, God help us put footers. Amen. Where we build other walls. And amen. With the footers and the connection of that wall, it'd be unmovable, unchangeable, regardless of technology, regardless of things coming and going. And we're not against technology, folks. Thank God if you're against technology and it shut the air conditioners off. Give that phone to your mom and dad and give them your... I mean, come on. So, but we got to use it right. Amen. We got to, we got to handle it right. And we got to, got to get some things purpose and get a circumcised heart and a mind and spirit. Amen. I'm not going to let tools. I'm not going to let that gadgets. I'm not going to let things rob me. I'm not going to let them deceive me. I'm not going to let them lure me into pits. I'm not going to let them lure me into places where everything has failed. I'm telling you, none of us has got no glorified flesh. None of us has made the journey yet. None of us heard him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. We're still in earthen vessels. It's a heavenly treasure, but it's an earthly vessel. And you can't just handle it half-heartedly and just half-hazardly. Hallelujah. you got to handle this kingdom, this precious thing. It's so precious. It's the Spirit of God. It's the earnestness. It's a kingdom, amen, that sets up in our hearts and takes over the own room of our spirits and our minds and our hearts. And that's the reason we don't let iniquity or the spirit of iniquity to reign in our members. And reign means to govern. That means to control. It means to dictate. No, there's a greater kingdom. There's a greater passion, a greater love than us for the word of God the power of God and the truth of God amen whatever we gotta do we're gonna die for it if it takes it in fact in one sense we got to die and not just once but on a daily basis we gotta keep crucifying this flesh we gotta keep mortifying the deeds of this body amen to bring it under subjection and under submission to the calling and the powers of God and so overcoming our pit, everybody's going to experience them. One form or another. And one fashion or another. Amen. And so we can see that even, even the Lord himself helped us out with these pits. Amen. And, and I don't even remember how I really give you all the other scriptures. Luke 14 and 1. Is that what's next? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And it came to pass as he went into the house of, of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day that they watched him. Watch this unfold now. Keep on going. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsies. Amen. Watch this. And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees. The lawyers and the Pharisees, those that should have known. Those that should have some understanding and some insight. He's saying, is it lawful? 
Amen. To heal on the Sabbath day. Is it lawful? And you notice the next verse. They held their peace. They wouldn't answer him. Oh, they'd love to, but they was hesitant. They weren't real sure about answering Jesus. Nobody ever approached them like Jesus had approached them. Nobody had walked into their synagogues and into their little offices and places. Amen. They ever spoke like this man spoke. Amen. Because he could speak it and then back it up. It's one thing to speak it and brag and boast and brag, but when you can't back it up. It's one thing to write to check, but is a check good? Hallelujah. With a not bounce. I believe this blood bought church, amen, is going to have the goods for it's over with. I believe this blood bought church, amen, is going to be able to deposit the check. I believe for this thing it's over with. We're coming out of the pit. We're coming out of the grave. We're coming out. We're going to win. We're going to win to beat that last enemy called death. Now, if you think this is just nonchalant and I thought it, on that day, you're going to realize. In that moment, you're going to realize. I wish I'd have got my side myself. I wish I'd have got excited and got cashed in. I don't want to wait one day too late. I don't be nonchalant and half-hearted about living for God. <laughs> but with everything it is within us. And so as you watch, as Jesus deals with them here, and he took him, amen, and healed him and let him go. And then here we go. Answer them saying, which of you shall have an ass or an ox that falls into a pit? Doesn't matter what pit. Doesn't matter if it was dug by your neighbor. Doesn't matter if it's dug by you. Doesn't matter if it was dug by your enemy. But which one of you that has an ax, an ox, or an ass that falls into a pit on this Sabbath day, that you will not straightway, amen, immediately. Because you understand, if I wait to the next day, the possibilities he's going to die. The possibilities, amen, he's going to starve to death. The possibility because of thirst of one reason or another. Amen, he won't survive, amen, to the next day. And so straightway, amen, pulls him out, amen, and on the Sabbath day. Even though it's the Sabbath day, I'm going to get him. So in other words, we have more concern and care. And I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching our generation. And please don't be offensive. Amen, let's love our dog. Just love our animals. Uh, Proverbs talks about how we handle them. And you can judge an individual how they handle the animals, okay? But amen. But we should never create an inform in a form and a manner and handle them like they got souls and they're gonna live out, amen, in eternity. And, and uh, I'm just Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would never want them to get between me and God. I'd never want them, amen, my love for them and my passion, my response to them, amen, would be more, more zibbled, amen, and more, 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 more the energy, amen, that I have for the God that saved me and the God that delivered me. I'm just telling you, we got to keep things in proportion because the enemy's always looking for pits. He's always looking for means, amen, to get you somewhere and get you sidetracked and, and cause you to miss the real reason of who and what we are. We can really be surprised sometime what it might be. Man, what caused us to lose out in the journey? Caused us to miss, to miss, to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servants. And so, so we understand this by what's given here. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 12, 13, 12, 12, 10 and 13. Matthew 10, 12. Praise God. So we look at this again. 
Behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful? Amen. They question him now. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? That they might accuse him. They're always looking for snares and traps. Reason Peter said, Be vigilant to be sober because you got an adversary. He's looking for opportunities, amen, to snare you. He's looking for opportunities, amen, to, to put you into a trap. He's constantly trying to set you up. That's the reason I believe that God has taught us, amen, be wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove, amen, to, to walk, amen, as though you're walking among serpents all the time. Hallelujah. I mean, when you start and you see certain signs, there's a reason for that, there's a purpose for that. It's to warn you of what's laying ahead. Prepare for it. Look for him. Amen. Uh, and when you got signs up on the side of the road, and it's got that little deer up on that sign. Amen. And so you need to start looking for what? You don't start looking for bears. You don't start looking for rattlesnakes. You start looking for what's on the sign. You start looking for deer. You start looking for a little light sign on the side of the road and slowing down and saying, hey, that thing may run out in front of me. I remember one time, I believe it was on, on, on the uh, Eagle uh, uh, radio station. I, I mentioned this here a while back sister more she'll probably remember this this lady called in and and and, and apparently I don't know I don't know she just I don't know she didn't have it all together whatever but uh, but she she asked him she said why in the world has the highway department put a sign out here with that deer on it amen and, and to allow for deer to cross the road In other words, she was trying to say because the State Department had put that sign out to, you know, amen, that was attracting deer and causing one to She just couldn't quite grasp that. Amen. Why in the world would they want them to cross the highway? You Don't you know they'll get run over? And you could tell the, the guys on the radio, they was, they was not wanting to laugh and they was trying to handle it real kind and, and because she was serious and you could tell by the tone of her voice she was serious and, and, and things. And so, but, but let me tell you something. If God puts up a sign, buddy, you better take it serious. Amen. When God puts up signs and, and warnings and flashing lights begin to show up, amen, you know what? You better start slowing down. You still better start being vigilant because I'm telling you the adversary is trying to set up a pit. But I'm going to tell you something. None of us never falls in them totally blind. Now there's going to be something I'm going to talk about in a minute. Amen. That we may be cast in. And that we may be thrown in. And it may really happen before this journey is over with. As you and I make a stand for the gospel. As you and I make a stand for truth. And we're not willing to cave in. And we're not willing to give up. Because in this end time, amen, if the church is still here or not, every man is going to have to take a mark. Everybody's going to have to mean to buy and sell. And so you got to make up in your mind. Hallelujah. I'm willing to die. But not me. Not just me. But i got to have enough confidence and faith to have it for my wife and have it for my children and my grandbabies when they're begging for something to eat but when they're not going to take the mark we're still not going to be lured into the pit as much as we preach about revival and preach about the power of God and the anointing of God I'm going to tell you something the enemy the enemy's going to work and he's going to do everything he can amen at this end time Amen. To try to deceive and beguile people. And I don't want to get on no bunch of rabbits here. I just want to do my best to preach this here tonight. So as we watch this unfold, and they want to snare him. They want to, they want to put him in a place. And he said unto them, what man shall they among you that shall have one sheep? One. He's got one. One now. And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? God himself has proved himself. 
when he's got the hundred and he's counting them as they come in. And there's 99 of them in a safe place. Now, he didn't leave the 99 in a place in harm and things of that nature. No, no. if you study anything about sheep and over, over, in, East, over in that place, you'll see that they brought them into corrals and they brought them into places. A lot of time they had what they call a porter. Amen. And they'd have different groups and different shepherds that bring in their sheep. And they'd be four or five or six different flocks. Amen. That would gather into that corral and there'd be a porter. Amen. At that door. Now, he didn't have no power, no really no authority, power over the sheep. He couldn't call none of them. He couldn't get none of them to follow him. Amen. He was just a guard. Amen. At the door. He was just a protector at the door. That's all he was. The shepherd would come up and he wouldn't go in and drive them out. He'd go in, amen, and use his voice. Amen. He'd call for his sheep. Amen. With his garment and with his call and with his voice. His sheep and his sheep alone would pick their heads up and begin to make their way out. And he'd lead them out of there and lead them out to pasture. And, and so whenever the count was made, one, one with a lamb. Amen. Hadn't made an end. One little lamb had strayed off. One little lamb. And that shepherd knew if I leave it, that little lamb to itself. If I leave it out all night, there's a possibility it's going to stumble and fall off into a pit and fall off into a place where the lions may find it, the bear may find it, the wolves may find it. And so that shepherd's willing to forsake, not really forsake, but leave, leave, leave the 99 and start looking for that one that's fell into a pit. Hallelujah. I'm telling you something. God's got a design and God's purpose. Amen. There's not a pit that we're ever going to face. There's not a pit that you and I ever fall in. It doesn't matter if we created it or if the devil created it or God created it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost tonight, God's intention for his little darlings, hallelujah, and those that believe on him and believe in him as the Messiah. God's in the business of pulling us out of the pit. God's in the business of making us victorious over the pit. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God's working, hallelujah, on our behalf and on humanity in Bendale, Mississippi, by the power of his word, by the power of his spirit, because we are blood-bought. We're blood-bought, honey. We're blood-bought. So, Let's look at a few places. Let's look at a few areas, a few guys for just a moment here tonight. Lamentations 3 and 55. Amen. It's Jeremiah's writings. I called upon thy name, O Lord, and out of the low dungeon, and out of the low dungeon, I called upon you. Now let's go to Jonah 2. I want to go there for just a minute. We're going to use this second chapter, if you don't mind, after Jonah. Hallelujah. And what it has to say to us. As we watch Jonah himself. Jonah, out of rebellion, is stiff-necked. A lack of love for the people that God had sent him to. And also the history tells us how they had handled other prophets. And, and it was almost maybe a guarantee to have his head cut off and hung up or one thing after another. So maybe in some sense there's a probable cause when you have to reason within yourself and you put your trust in yourself and your own resources and powers and ability. That's the reason you and I, amen, we got to put our faith and not in our flesh. we got to put our confidence and our trust in God regardless of what comes, regardless of what happens, and regardless of what unfolds. We know that we can trust God. Brother Ford mentioned tonight, they talked um, this morning, I believe it was, about Job. Hey, though he slayed me, yet am I going to trust him. Because, amen, though he slayed me, though he allowed me to go to the grave, though he allowed me to wind up there, that's not where I'm going to stay. That's not the end of the story. It's just to come in my life. Because I know one that's already conquered the grave. Now, Job didn't know him as yet. Amen. But he knew and had enough fellowship with God that there was going to become a lamb. There was going to come a Messiah. There was going to come one by the 
name of Jesus that was going to conquer amen death itself Hebrew talks about death death is as a shadow that was over them amen that kept them God in bondage that kept them unknowing and not sure but you know what you and I we got a taste of the living spirit we got a taste of a spirit that doesn't know anything about dying we got a taste of the spirit that don't know anything about staying in pits hallelujah they've been there but they didn't stay honey hallelujah the living God the living God called Jesus Christ amen he's conquered every pit he's conquered every every enemy every force and every weapon that's ever been formed against him he's been victorious over it so in this house tonight without any waver or doubt in who we serve tonight and what he can do for us as we call on him but now when you go to Jonah now and Jonah prayed unto the Lord you know the story you know that he rebelled. Going to Nash, he went the opposite direction. They finally had to throw him over. The storm got so bad to throw him over. And God prepared a whale or prepared a fish for him. And this fish swallowed him. And so he finds himself in the belly. Amen. But out of this belly, out of this pit, if you please. Amen. He began to call upon the Lord, his God. He wouldn't do it while he was on the ship. Everybody else was sacrificing. Everybody else was doing everything they could to get their God to answer. They knew they was in a dilemma that wasn't normal. They knew they was in a situation. It was an act of God. So they began to question him who he was. Where is he going? What's his business? They began to, they began to connect the dots. <laughs> Finally, even Jonah told him, said, you got to throw me overboard. You know what? They didn't want to do it to start with. <laughs> but you can't resist against God. I don't care how skillful they was on that boat. How many storms they had maneuvered through. This one they wasn't. They was going to have to obey Jonah and throw him over. And with regret they threw him over. But thank God because as soon as they throwed him over. Man that, 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 that storm just. I don't know maybe the last thing those guys seen was that big old mouth opened up when they topped that water. Caught him like a basketball. <laughs> Caught him just like that old that worm when you throw it out there and that old big old bass is just waiting for it. See it coming through the air. Just reaches up and snatches it. I don't know. I'm trying to add or nothing. You use your imagination. I'll use mine. Scientists don't believe a whale can swallow a man. A man can survive. But they don't believe in God either. So they got problems already. Amen. I'd rather believe in God than believe in science. World's flat, round, whatever it is. A lot of people worry about other galaxies and other places. I don't. I really believe there's one earth. One God. I don't believe we come from monkeys and I don't believe we're ever going back to monkeys. Man, I don't mean to start none of this up. This year it in the notes tonight. But to, hallelujah, we believe in God's got this thing. I believe God's got this thing. When you believe God's got it, honey, it, when God's got it, it's going to be all right. I didn't say it'd be painless. I didn't say there wouldn't be no struggles. I didn't say you're going to be able to just out, you know, you won't never fall in a pit. Amen. You might fall in one, but guess what? God's going to show up. Guess what? God's in the business of delivering us. Even sometimes when we cause them, sometimes our own actions, our own deeds. And so even here as we watch Jonah here, as he begins to cry out, he said, I cried by the reasons of my afflictions unto the Lord. I had a guy to tell me one time, amen, that he 
he didn't think it was right. Amen. When afflictions came his way because of his disobedience and backslid state that he ought to come to church and cry out. I said, I beg the difference with you, sir. Them afflictions ought to cause you want to cry out to God. Them afflictions ought to cause you want to come to the house of God. You know by your confession already, you're going to be judged by your own tongue that you knew that God could deliver you if you come. Hallelujah. And that's really the reason you don't want to come. You'd rather have the afflictions and live your sinful life and lustful life. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to preach to you. But if you've got a heartbeat, a desire, and a passion, I believe God can get me out of this. I believe God can turn this thing around, honey. I believe God can pull me out of this position. I believe God can pull me out of this pit. I believe the God that I serve. I believe the God that I believe in. I believe the God I call on. And so Jonah here believed. Jonah believed that God would hear him. Even out of the belly of this whale. He believed. For thou hast cast me. Watch where he's have cast him. Into the deep. Into the midst of the seas. The floods have compassed me about. When you really begin to look at these terms. And you see what's being brought to us. The pressure, the overwhelming. Amen. All thy billows and thy waves have passed over me. I couldn't help but think as I look back at these scriptures this evening. Whenever just a few months ago, the guys in the North Atlantic that decided to go out and see the Titanic. In that little, it wasn't really a submarine. They called it something else really. It's kind of like a submarine, but not quite. Nowhere near the size and built right. But anyway, amen. They talk about how that it imploded. In other words, from the inside out. Amen. It didn't explode, but imploded. Amen. From the inside, it just deteriorated. It just decelerated. It just went to nothing immediately. Wouldn't be no finding of those men. None of those things. Because they found themselves in a place of pressure. In a place where they were so compassed and surrounded. Paul talks about that to a certain degree. But yet with the confidence and church that we're going we're gonna to overcome it. We're going to be victorious. I'm not going to go there. But, but as we watch this. Amen. With Jonah. Is it unfolding? He's, he, he's recognized. He's realizing where he's at. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. God, I'm out of your sight. He, he may not have been sure what direction the tabernacle was. Because he probably could remember. Amen. About Solomon. And right, what Solomon had written and prayed in the temple. That anybody could turn toward the tabernacle the temple. Amen. And begin to call on this Jehovah God and begin to cry out. It didn't matter how far west or we or north or south they was in what direction, how far it's if they could just somehow get their, their geographical location back. Amen. And get their, their senses back. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. That, that God put certain things in the elements of the other of the of the creation itself. And we use these. Hallelujah. You can get up some mornings and you don't you know you can be just disoriented and you don't know which way to go. And you know it amazes me. We, uh, we get to listen to the scanner up the hardware store up sometime and people call in something coming down the highway and they don't even know if they're east they don't know if they're west they don't have a clue where they're at they don't have to give any they want to call something in but they can't tell them where it's at and so people start going out trying to look and find it and see if they can find it and go different directions hallelujah but I'm going to tell you something the day stars never missed it honey when the day star speaks for you honey it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter how you feel hallelujah I'm telling you whenever you hear the voice and when the day star begins to shine in I 
I tell you this, God can send, amen, angels. God's God can send angels, amen, and he can bust up jailhouses. He can walk up into jailhouses, amen, and call change just all of a sudden just start falling off. Hallelujah. Tell to, all right, Peter, get your sandals on. Come on, Peter, gird up yourself. Come on, we're going somewhere, Peter. Hallelujah. And as they walk by, I can just see old Peter looking at them guardsmen. They stand there wide-eyed and all awake and everything, but it's though they're not even there, and they just keep on walking. I will tell you something. God, God's still in the miracle, miraculous business. God's still in the supernatural business. God had a closed-up count, sweetheart. Hallelujah. He's still came in to do the supernatural and the miraculous. He's not limited. I'm limited. You're limited, but God's not. And so here Jonah realized that. He come to that understanding, so he began to cry out and lifts up his voice to him. Amen. And even here, when he talks about the waters, amen, that are compassed about him, to, even to the soul. The depth is closed me round about. The weeds are wrapped around my head. Can you imagine that? I don't know how big that whale is. You know, but there you are. You're, you're, you're wrapped up in seaweed and you're balled up in there. Ain't a whole lot of... But you know what? I believe that old whale already because he knew Jonah was going to repent. Because God knows. <laughs> and God already had that old whale turned. Amen. The ship was going this way. But as soon as he caught Jonah, buddy, here goes the whale right back. He might have been in going waters he ain't never been. He's going to people he ain't never saw. There's other whales looking, what's that dude doing here? Boy, I've never seen that creature before. When God's in it, honey, I'm telling you, he does the miraculous. He can work against nature. He can work against medical fields. He can work against governments. He can work against courts. He works against the devil. He works against darkness. He works against hopeless. He works against heartlessness. He works against and everything and every force and every element amen it's trying to hold you in that pit tonight some of you sitting there looking at me I'm telling you God's in the business of getting you out of the pit but you gotta be willing to get out a lot of the big fight is up to you and I I'm coming out not by my strength, not by my power, not by my might, not by my wisdom. Hallelujah. But I know a God. I know a God. I know his name. I know his mercy. I know his compassion. I know his hand. Hallelujah. Is reaching down. His arm is not too short. His ear is not dull of hearing. Hallelujah. To jump to come and deliver his babies. So we see Jonah here. So he begins to cry out. The sixth verse talks about down into the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me for, for, for how long? Forever. Man, it's got me. There's not but one that can get me out of here. It's not but one that can deliver me. But he can do it. But he can do it. For his glory and for his honor. Because it's all about glorifying the Father. It's not about glorifying the first Jesus named Church of Bendale. It's not glorifying you and I individually. It's all about glorifying the Heavenly Father. That there is still a God. 
amen, that will move upon our behalf. And so our attitude and our spirit in the pit will make the difference whether or not God can deliver us. Hallelujah. It's how we handle the situation. It's how we respond to the situation. Hallelujah. And where we're at. Amen. Joseph knows what it feels like. Amen. To be picked up by his own brothers. His own half-brothers, if you please. And thrown into a pit that was without water. He knows what it is to have an older brother trying to rescue him. But in that time and process of rescuing, they pick him up and pull him up out of that pit. But God's, amen, looked at far down the road and setting up things. I'm going to tell you something. Every pit's not designed, amen, amen, to destroy us. But the pits are designed to bring the will of God and the purpose of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And sometimes we got to be willing to be thrown in the pit. Sometimes we got to be willing just to wait on God and let God do the liberating. Let God do the work. The work's about him. It's not about us. The work's about God. It's not about us. It's the work's about God. Man has done their best to rob the church of its glory. But the real glory is him. The real glory is his presence. The real glory is knowing and have the comforting of knowing. Everything's going to be all right, regardless of the phone calls. Regardless of what's unfolding and taking place, God knows where I'm at. I'm his darling. I'm walking. I'm doing my best. Amen. I want to please him. So God will work for us. One more place, and I'm preaching longer than I expected to, to be honest with you. So, but one more place I'd like to carry us tonight. Amen. Carry us to Jeremiah 38. Take us to Jeremiah 38 and 5. I want you to notice something here. Y'all come to the music. It's 7.57. It's almost 8 o'clock. Praise God. I want to make one more point here tonight. Amen. We've all heard the story. Read what happened to Jeremiah. As it talks about the pit. The pit that he was lowered into. The reason that Jeremiah was lowered into this pit, amen, is because he faced them in his time and told them that they would be better off to surrender and give themselves over to the Chaldeans. If they wanted to live and wanted to prosper, they needed to. And so the individuals that heard this report, when you go back to the first verse, in fact, there's about four of them that was involved in this. They come to the king and they requested, amen, of the king. Amen. Zedekiah the king said before he is, you know, they, they told him, said, hey, his report, his words, they discouraged the people. This is what's causing us to lose a battle. No, it was God's truth. Jeremiah told the truth. He prophesied the truth. But they didn't want truth. And so now we're going to shut him up. So they decided and get permission. Amen. Or he okayed it because the king just simply said, he that can do anything against you. Like he done lost the power and the ability to do anything against them. So they took Jeremiah in the sixth verse and cast him down into a dungeon of Malachi, the son of Hamalek. And that it was in the court of the prison. And they laid him down, Jeremiah, with the cords. In the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. 
Got to preach just a few more minutes. As long as he was, the longer he stayed in that dungeon. Amen. He kept sinking and sinking. Anybody ever been in some of that old swampy mud and quicksand and things of that nature? And it just keeps easing up. And it just keeps getting a hold of you. And the longer you stay in the pit, as long as you stay in there and you struggle and you wallow and things of this nature, especially with the wrong spirit, you're just going to keep you're just going to keep sinking down. It's going to keep trying to take your life and trying to rob you. I'm going somewhere. But you can read just a little further down the chapter. There was a, 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 a Ethiopian, a eunuch if you please came to the king and got permission amen that you know what Jeremiah is going to die there's no bread in the city and Jeremiah amen is going to die and it's not right the man of God ought not be there the prophet doesn't have no business being in that dungeon amen is sinking up in that mire and so the king gave him permission now you watch this it didn't take but four men to put him in the dungeon and put him in the pit but now it's going to take 30 to get him out it's going to take 30 to get him out it's going to take a church to get him out it's going to take a body of believers it's going to get him out. It's going to take two worshipers to bind it together and join it together to get him out. Come on, I'm preaching in this house tonight on the up to the Holy Ghost. It's not time, amen, to be half-hearted. It's not time to be nonchalant. We're in the fight of our lives, but we're going to win. We're coming out of the pit. Let me tell you tonight, the final pit, and I won't go to the scriptures, the final pit, amen, as you stand in this house tonight, it's called the grave. called the grave and everybody under the sound of my voice you're headed there you're going unless the rapture takes place between now and then you're going to wind up in that pit you're going to wind up in that place called the grave and it's a lot closer than you think it could be a lot nearer than what some may even think. Brother Byron told me this morning there was a 19-year-old that lost his life last night in Van Cleve to another accident. I pray for that family. I pray for that whole situation. God have mercy on them. Amen. We're not exempt. Amen. Who knows what tomorrow holds except God. But tonight, tonight, you got the opportunity, if by chance you're not ready, amen, to go to the pit. You've got to get prepared to go to the pit. Because if you make the right preparations, even the pit and, the, and the, the, the power of death itself, amen, won't have the power over you in that moment, in that twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. God's going to bring back the spirit and they're going to join up with that body. And before you and I, if we're still alive, remain upon this earth and caught up to meet him in the cloud. But the spirit of God's got to be in you. Because the same spirit that quickened our Lord Jesus Christ, that conquered the grave, that conquered the grave, that come up out of that grave, that his body did not see corruption. It's not God's will for your body to see corruption. Hallelujah. No, it's going to be brought up in newness of life. Hallelujah. It's going to be brought up in the power to live forever, to live forever, to live out the eternity. You make the choice. 
What's it going to take for some of us to move us, to shake us, to make sure that we make in our callings and election sure that we're ready at whatever cost we're ready, God. We're ready. <laughs> this is the best thing you can give your family above all money, above all everything else you can give them is to have the comfort that you know what? They live for God. They believe this gospel. I think everything's going to be all right as far as I can tell. And it's not just empty words. It's not just words trying to find a little lingering hope, a little stability. And I don't blame them. I would too. I tell them that. It's in the hands of the most merciful God there is. And if God works it out that everybody goes to heaven, I, you won't hear not one complaint out of this boy. I'm not going to get up and tell God, well, God, we had to do this and we had to do that. We didn't have to do nothing. Amen. But thank God we get to. I tell you what, I'd rather live this life and overdo it than live underlive it and come up short. Hallelujah. To enjoy a little pleasure, to enjoy a little things in this world and wind up losing my inheritance. And amen, let that final pit. God brought me from this pit and that pit and the other pit. But because I didn't believe him until the end. He endures up to the end. You got to endure up to the end. You got to hold on to this thing up to the end. Because there's one more pit that you're going to. And hear me tonight. Old age doesn't excuse you to have a loose tongue lose attitude or spirit to just say and do what you want to do like you've earned the rights not in it's not according to that book doesn't matter how long or how young when we reach that rage of accountability and we begin to know right and wrong God expects us man to start lining up to what this book says he doesn't have any choice. He doesn't have any choice. That's the reason David was so humbled when God showed him so much mercy and compassion. When he should have killed him, he didn't do it. The sure mercies of David. The mercies in the house tonight. Grace is in the house tonight. What about it? Are you ready for the final pit? Are you ready? Are you going to overcome the pit? Amen. The word of God says it's God's will and God's desire for all of us to be overcomers. We're overcomers by the word of our testimony. We're overcomers by the blood of lamb. We're overcomers by hiding that word in our hearts and believing it and putting our trust in it and allowing him to bring us out. Amen. I, I want to be an overcomer. How about you tonight? God bless you as they begin to sing. These altars are open. If you want to come and pray and seek this God tonight. Amen. To reassure that God, maybe you're in a pit tonight.
tonight and you need some help to get out of it. Maybe you're in a dilemma tonight and you need some help to get out of it. I'm telling you, God, amen, we're willing to send 30 men. Four put you there, but 30 will help get you out. Amen. And let me tell you something. The clot, amen, the rotten rags they sent down, amen, to put under his armholes, amen, because they knew they was going to have to be slow. They couldn't just go and snatch him out. They couldn't go and just pull him up. They'd have pulled him apart. Why? Because a mire had sucked up around him. Because a mire had wrapped around him. But let me tell you something. Our Savior, amen, come in rattling and, 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 and swaddling cloths, amen, the rags. But in those rags is the answer to the deliverance of the pit called Jesus Christ. Let him touch it tonight. Let him have his way in this house. Let him walk in among us and do the work like no other. Our Lord, our Jesus, God bless you tonight. God, you touch us here tonight. You'd give us such a visitation. Help us, God. The sweetness of your presence. The sweetness of your love. Oh, what a God we serve here. Moving among us. Come on, church. Let's love this God. We know what He'll do. We know how many times He's pulled us up. How many times He's delivered and worked for us. Praise the Lamb. Praise the Lamb. Sing it unto the Lord.